0: and hello this is I Don't Get It the pop culture get off my long cast quizzically named uh, as I heard somebody say uh, on, on Blue Sky recently that it's like what do you mean you don't get uh, Travis Kelsey and I had to explain to them in a comment that it's like you know, no no it's like our name or our podcast sometimes doesn't serve the ultimate ends of it I know you do you remember have-
1: the hate we got when we posted about Ted, we were doing Ted Lasso. Like, how do you not get yeah. Ted Lasso? What
0: is wrong with you? And it was this person on Blue Sky. I had to like say, it's like, look, I don't expect you to listen to the thing, and it's like, you know what? This why this would is, you do that? I know, right? Why would you do that? It's like this is, and she wasn't even like a, a follower on Blue Sky. Blue Sky, by the way, what is that? But hey, here we go. We're just it exists. A future a, topic, maybe. Yeah, uh, or a past topic that we missed. I don't know. Anyway, what you're hearing right now, the two people nattering, this is the Open minded Musings. The aforementioned. No, we haven't from an earlier episode. It's aforementioned. I've not yet mentioned, but this is the featured musings of two late 40s curmudgeons who stare down the prospect of entertainment or relevance. I'm your co-host, Bill Scurry, of uh, the very important concern, American Caesar Enterprises, which is a white shoe rapid response team of political PR people who are located in Georgetown on K Street. But who really only do business with tyrannical and inhumane regimes in Central and South America to create an ongoing whitewash of their larcenous and violent agendas?
1: It sounds like you're working on a treatment for a movie from the 1980s.
0: Uh, some, maybe something James Woods is like lead something James like that. James Woods, right? Yeah. Something like that.
1: Anyway, that's a good one, Bill. I I believe you've used the compound adjective white shoe before to many times, probably too many. The times. The bullshit. Line of work that Americans are under. You know,
0: it's funny you mentioned that because I actually I went into the etymology of white shoe today, and I was like, well, like who's who does white shoe except for uh, somebody in a dance musical from the right? From the B- Busby Berkeley. Right.
1: Well, it, or you know, women wear white shoes. Right, but it's like white.
0: How does sneakers. white? How does white shoe translate to sort of aristocracy and elite business circle? That's the I question? think
1: I think white shoe specifically refers to a type of law firm. I think you might be conflating it with white glove.
0: No, I I did, I looked this up and white shoe- White is, shoe is not, I I thought white shoe was just law firm. And no, it, it, is, it is that especially, but it is inclusive of anything. The white shoes essentially were the calling card of uh-huh. like your Connecticut and Westchester wasps, it was the, it was the spe- specific type of suede buck that they wore. Right, it was the uh-huh. circle. Uh-huh. It was a, it was so, like so. A, you've done actual research instead of yeah. I just like look. It, like, it was an, like, an aristocratic okay, yeah. circle of elite people. You're talking about going back to the 20s, 30s, and 40s. Maybe even like the 20s and 30s. Our, our, one of the patron
1: saints of our show, George Plimpton. He, he fits in that category. Yeah,
0: right? he said, you remember he said on his deathbed, he raised out one bony finger and he pointed at us and he said, keep my message alive and try, try out for the lions when you get a chance. Right.
1: I, yeah. Hey, I shook George Plumpton's hand once. Proud moment of my life. At his funeral. <laughs> uh, anyway, white shoe, white glove, what have you. Um, all right, well, I'm, uh, I'm Noah Tarno. I'm the founder and the senior quiz master of the big quiz thing. The trivia game show, spectacular. Still, I Spectac- thought that
0: was I thought that was last week's thing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, stuff's getting busy, Bill. It's uh, thank God uh, October's getting really busy for us. It's fun, so I, I got to pace myself. But uh, well, we'll talk about it later. We both got some uh, some trips coming up. You vacation for you, yeah. Mostly not vacation. Life, for me. life is
0: a vacation for me. Like, man, life is a vacation for me. You know? Either a
1: vacation or a cabaret. One, I, am, or
0: two. I am like Aerosmith's album. It's a permanent vacation. You know what I mean? Uh,
1: I fucking hate that record. I I've told you about my hatred of Aerosmith, right?
0: I believe, and all of America oh. has learned at this point.
1: So on this show, we talk about things that are happening, things that are hot, things that are big, and uh, you you brought this to us, Bill. Uh, I was only dimly aware of this, but you know, interesting topic. Uh, a new, have we ever talked about a building before?
0: Uh, no, we? an edifice of some sort? I don't believe an this edifice, is the first time. An edifice,
1: construction, no. a structure, a, a, a monument. Uh, we are talking about, and note the lack of article here, we are talking about sphere. Give us the basics on Not the late 90s sci-fi movie. Give us the basics on Sphere.
0: Yeah, the Barry Levinson movie that was... The Michael Crichton adaptation was roundly derided by everybody. Uh, No, it is not that in fact. Sphere is more properly known as uh, a sphere or the sphere at the Venetian Resort. Uh, Briefly during conception and construction, it was called the MSG Sphere as a placeholder name. MSG, of course, standing in for modest sodium glutamate. Uh, (laughs) So this is a spherical, spheroid... Uh, entertainment and music arena on the Las Vegas Strip. East of the... Off the lost, One block away. One block away. I mean, it's... Come on. It's the fucking... They can they can pick nits all they want. It's on the fucking I strip.
1: think they do pick nits in Vegas. I Everything know. I read said it's, it's a on the away.
0: fucking Strip. That's I, I know exactly where it is. It's it adjacent to the Strip. It was designed by Populous, a a firm, I guess, an an architectural firm who I'm not really familiar with, but that's not really important. The prospect was announced uh, by the New York-based Madison Square Garden Company, which is a giant holding company um, that owns any number of things. They're holding a lot of your cultural heritage hostage if you care about New York City. But we'll get into that part uh, of the conversation a little later. So it was announced in 2018. Uh, Just coming online honestly fresh it's only about a week old the paint is dried at this point is not it a couple about two weeks it is an eighteen six eighteen thousand six hundred seat auditorium uh being marketed for its immersive video and audio 18, that's all i thought it was like eighty thousand no no eighteen thousand it's it's hemispherical it's it's weird if you look at it inside i could see how you would think it's enormous and then there are some vantage points where it's like Oh, okay. This is like a comfortable amount of seats that doesn't seem crazy big, but it still seems big enough. But I mean, 18.6 is about Madison Square Garden, I think. You know, that is about what a place like that Really? Yeah. It's not not like the Rose Bowl. 18,600, I stand corrected. Yeah, yeah, so it's known for immersive video audio uh, capacity, including a 16K resolution. Guy, do you think you had enough Ks in your life? We got 16Ks here. There's more Ks than you even know what to do with. It's uh, A gigantic wraparound interior LED screen, light emitting diode. It's amazing. The future is it, upon it, it's,
1: us. There are this stat I like because I read it like thirty times. There are one point two million, million hockey puck size LED little things. Yeah. Embedded in the frame of this damn. And just room. and
0: to put it in relief, one man had to install each of those by hand. That's how that much would work. Not surprised.
1: And um, you know, since they were hockey puck size, it was it was uh, Gordy Howe. So
0: Gordy Howe's son, yeah, Gordie Howe. Is Gordie Howe dead? Yeah, Gordy Howe's been gone for quite a while now. I think. About all right, 20, so it was so. Uh,
1: it was uh, what's what's that Russian guy who's like the second greatest hockey player of all time now? What's his uh, name? Um, oh, Ovechkin, Ovechkin. Ovechkin.
0: Yeah, Washington Catholic. Ovechkin. Thank
1: yeah. you. It's, I used to like hockey. Now.
0: So you got you got audio capacity that it's experimental it's all sorts of um you know uh, new new ca- computations in in uh, audio technology something called beam forming wave beam field, forming yeah wave field synthesis technologies who knows what that stuff is sounds great I'm sure haptic technology in 10,000 of the seats yeah so that's the thing you got something called the 4d which 4d is a giant catch-all term for whatever you want right. to call it it, tra- I, I, it
1: takes you through time it transports you to through time as it, ta- it takes you, you through YouTube widths. Play. yeah only only yeah, height and width—that's it. It's like a, it's, an elevator. Yeah.
0: So um, I, a four D, I believe, just simply means air, water, shaking seats. You know, uh, just, that's the haptic stuff you're talking about. So on the venue's exterior is this wrap, five hundred eighty thousand of the the same LEDs that Noah was talking about. These hockey pucks, essentially making it a huge projection surface, or you know, it's a screen if you if you think about it that way. So Sphere mentioned it, it measures three sixty six high, five sixteen wide at its broadest point. Uh, the construction- you could fit the emp- not the emp- uh, the Statue of Liberty inside it comfortably. If you curl it up and make it into a, a, a perversion, right. yeah, you, you you crush it into a little ball, it would fit even just even better. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs>
1: if you if you get David Copperfield to make it disappear again, you could fit it inside this.
0: Yeah, we're waiting. Let's see, we're going to see if that happens. Uh, construction was under. it broke ground in 2019. It was scheduled to open 2021. Everything, as you know, because you were alive the last few years. Um, construction was, of course, suspended in 2020, although not for as long as it was in other places because Vegas... Wow, because they were outdoors mainly, right? Well, Vegas is the Wild West. Anyway, what the fuck rules yeah, are exactly. there? Exactly. Who gives
1: Vegas. a shit? You're going to catch something in Vegas
0: regardless. You can, you, can let, you can shoot large arms off at the airport if you wanted. And that's just like a tourist, you know, from a helicopter at the airport. That is a tourist destination. Uh, yeah, so COVID fucked everything up. You know, they put them off schedule for a while, jacked up the price. The venue opened on September 29 this year. Uh, with U uh, two announced our favorite, ba- our favorite band from Brazil. U two uh, was supposed to do a twenty five show residency. What uh, do you mean supposed to? No, no I mean un- unless, of course, you know uh, the rest of the band f- has the same fate that Adam Adam Mullen Jr. doesn't. They can't do it. I mean Larry we, Mullen Jr. Whatever. I don't know who they are. It's not so
1: really to explain what the hell Bill's talking about, uh, Larry Mullen, the drummer of U two, had surgery on something. So he has sat out this tour. They got yeah. some some guy from your neck was, of the woods. It was a
0: Dutch dude, yeah. I'd never heard him before. A Dutch
1: guy who's playing drums with Bono, Adam Clayton, and uh, The Edge. The balls. The balls it must have taken for Dave Evans to say to people, excuse me, can you start calling me The Edge? Wouldn't you laugh in someone's face if they say "Call me the Edge"? What Isn't he, it like if, I like him? He's a good guitarist, but like the most pretentious nickname in
0: history. What if he was waving a broken bottleneck at you in an Irish pub? Maybe that would change your mind. Okay, oh, you're the I Edge. Would, then
1: you're the Edge. Then I, then I wouldn't <laughs> laugh and I might just walk away.
0: Anyway, so yes,
1: U2 has a 25 show residency. They're mainly playing all of Achtung Baby." Their yeah, best album. It's, kind of, of, it's kind of
0: like yeah, it's kind of like transporting, almost like recreating that show, which apparently was a big. I would not know this. That yes. that too was a big achievement for them, and they had a huge stage package. I think it's the same show designer has been with them for their career, so they're they've almost like ported it up and made it a large scale thing, and leave it to these guys to think. Oh, who's like who we're we gonna put this like who are we gonna launch this thing with? Who's the most pertinent and hot? Uh, you know yeah. Bleeding Edge Band is like, oh, let's bring in U2 because that's... Bleeding?
1: Well, they're not Bleeding Edge, but I mean, come on. They're, they're, they're evergreen. They they're still have a grand. huge following worldwide. I mean, if you're going to get someone to fill an 18,000 seat arena for 25 shows in the middle of a fucking hellhole desert, you 2 is a pretty good choice. Oh, I was going to
0: say, my choice is Ice Spice. I, she would have she would have fit the bill perfectly. I okay, think. great.
1: One uh, uh, detail you didn't mention about the construction I like. to To build this thing, they needed a special crane. Yeah. They need to ship over a special crane from Belgium.
0: Yeah.
1: And then once they got it there, they needed to bring in another special crane to assemble the special Belgian crane.
0: Yeah. That's like a. This, a, a, this is how a, far the rabbit hole we are. It's folks. a matryoshka doll of 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 heavy machinery. it's right. crazy. Yeah. What's
1: the Belgian yeah. equivalent of a of a Russian nesting doll?
0: Yeah, that's a good question. I don't you know. Tell Wait, me anyway. man. that's near F- you. Final Belgium. cost is 2.3 billion with huge overruns. However, we're living in the world now where 2.3 billion is a bargain. They're going to build one of these, and every every town, every main street in America is going to have a sphere. <laughs> I think of the way things are going. So Noah, tell me, once you find yeah. look, once you looked at this, as a fan of live yeah. music as you are, what did you what I did you think it. of this thing?
1: Well, one thing I, I don't think you really hit on, which I think is the most interesting thing, is is you know, you talked about the outside rap, and as a result, it is like become, first of all, it's the most expensive, it's it's the biggest spherical building in the world, which I'm not sure how you define that. Because technically, 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 it's not a sphere, right? It's not like it goes underground and is still around. I don't know. I'm nerding out there. Uh, most expensive venue in Vegas history, and it is like shot to the top of like most noticeable landmark around the Vegas Strip because this outer wrap, they project things on it that look amazing from wherever you know anywhere you see it from driving. So when it, it it's it's been you can look up photos online very easily. It's been depicted as a giant eyeball. Right now, they're doing a a jack-o'-lantern thing with smoke coming out of the eyes, it looks like. It it looks like there's a giant mega-sized jack-o'-lantern right off the strip from wherever you look near there. Uh, They've done an eyeball, they've done the planet Earth, they've done a basketball. Um, You know, photos and videos of that, I think are the most impressive thing. I think those are pretty cool looking. Uh, So I think Vegas is, I haven't been there since pre-pandemic. I used to go there for business regularly. I think Vegas is a fucking hellhole. I think it's, you know, the the end of civilization. But this does seem pretty cool for something at the end of civilization. You know, if we're going to party at the end of the world, you know, all right, this looks like fun. And I could be Mr. Krabby and say, you know, why are we spending $2.3 billion on this crap? Like, we just need fucking healthcare and to stop the climate crisis. Like, just calm the fuck down. Why aren't we working on that? But... I don't know what good it would do anyone to complain about any of that. Um, as I said, I think the outside is very cool. I looked at a bunch of videos from the YouTube shows. I mean, some of, a lot of them were just people with their camera phones out, uploading them online. And it's really hard to tell really what you're looking at from those. But I saw a few professionally made ones and it does look cool. You know, every, I mean, it's pretty common now it shows that there are big video screens and there's like, almost like a, 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 Um, an experimental impressionist music video playing during songs. And some of those are good and some of those aren't. Uh, But this is obviously taking it a step further because it has the immersive element, because it has the haptic technology, because it has the great sound system, which is nothing to sneeze at. I mean, the Chase Center here in San Francisco, the relatively new big venue, I saw Duran Duran there last year. I'm seeing Debesh Mode there in a few months. And my impression of Duran Duran, a lot of the people, the sound is terrible. You know, they built it to be a basketball stadium for the Warriors and they, someone dropped the ball and it's also supposed to be a massive music venue. So just because you have a zillion dollar venue doesn't mean concert venue doesn't mean you have great sound. But this place apparently really does it. They were talking about how wherever you sit, the music fills you. I mean, that's it. Who knows what that really means. But like if you walk out to the concession, you don't hear anything. Like how cool is that? Um, because of this beam forming technology. They also said something really interesting. Kind of speaking of this beamforming bill, this video I saw said, theoretically, like they could have someone give a speech here and they could have it being translated simultaneously. So you could be sitting in one seat, you know, you and I could be there hearing, you know, I don't know, uh, uh, President Biden speak. And I can hear it in English, but since you're a foreigner, it can instantly be translated to Dutch in your head. You can hear
0: that. It could be pointed almost like by directional speakers. Because that's what you need
1: because because you're not a a native English speaker. That's true. Yes. I don't know if that's true, but that's pretty cool. Um, So, yeah, I mean, it's cool. Like, I'm not that invested in it. Uh, But, you know, and again, oh, Vegas sucks. I want to be delighted. And, you know, I think I still have the capacity to be delighted by things. In 2019, I went to Disneyland, and I loved that. And I kept saying how, like, this is the peak of American consumerism. And a few months ago, I went to the, uh, the Greek Theater at University of uh, California, Berkeley, which is a famous outdoor concert venue I'd never been to. I saw Weezer there, and it was a great show, and it blew me away. So, like, I can still be delighted by spectacle and live performance, and I want to be delighted. So, yeah, I mean, if this does that, you know, it's great. Like, I don't know if I'm going to go to a concert there. Who knows when I'll be back in Vegas. And as much as I would like to see you too, I don't know if I want to spend $800 or whatever tickets are running. But, you know, if other people want to, that's it's a good thing. And, you know, if the Vegas skyline is something more interesting than a freaking Ferris wheel and an ugly version of the Eiffel Tower, then, you know, uh, how yeah, can you, I compare? You're be a
0: big fan of Circus Circus, I see. I'll, I'll put that in my notes for later. Um, you know, I think this looks on the outside like Spaceship Earth at Epcot, which is one of my favorite sites. Yeah, but that's just a fucking Earth.
1: ball. That's like a big golf ball, dude. No, but, but
0: they've been projecting, texture mapping projections on top of it. So it's really? kept up with the pack. In terms I didn't of this. know that. You no, know, that's that. a brand new thing as of like three years ago or so. Yeah, Mr. Yeah, Mr. Mr. Disney here, folks. I'm, I'm all in on, on huge entertainment. I'm a fan of Disney Parks. Not the company. I gonna specify. Even though the park is run by the company, I, the, the parks are fun. Um, Universal Studios, also a shitload of fun. Noah will attest to that when he saw The Shark when he was a young kid when they went to Universal Studios. Uh, and I, you know what? And, by the way,
1: when I was 10 years old, the same age I was the one time I saw you two in concert. I was right. 10.
0: I even have to admit an affinity for Vegas. It is a hellscape that is blighted than a desert. The city is forsaken. It's an artificial hellscape driven by greed, avarice, lust, bad behavior. But the thing is, ab- above all that, Vegas is a spectacle. Every corner of it, I think, is just there's something to look at. There's something to sort of pour over. There's humanity and something all over the place. I think it's fascinating. I don't gamble. I don't buy sex. I like to drink whiskey. And yet there's something about that place that really appeals. haven't been there in years. Don't know know when I'll get back. You know, they're talking about building one of these Thames side in London. I think that's the first target. They say London is the first target, but then like... Dubai, yeah. and yeah, right, exactly. Of course, who, Dubai will get one of these or Bahrain or something? But I mean, this 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 garish thing is perfectly at home on the strip. I mean that this that's it's a natural thing, or Los Angeles perhaps, but it's like that's exactly where you expect. Um, and yeah, to the point, like I I would love to go to Vegas. I can't really find a way to fly there from Holland and, and, and like overlook seeing my friends who I love in New York and other places of all the things go to Vegas as, as a destination. However. I would love to see Uriah now or Van de Graaff Generator play a gig <laughs> Yeah, game. they'll
1: be playing The Sphere really soon. That's the thing about the resolution of the screen and the photoreal potential of it. Yeah. Is that if you show what's outside the building yeah. on this wraparound screen, the building disappears. I mean, it's getting good reviews. I don't know if the 2 shows are officially sold out, but <laughs> they're not having problems drawing crowds. They're not contemplating canceling them. Uh, so you know, I guess this thing is a hit, or you know, tell me why? Why would they build this thing? Why is there demand for this? Why is this popular?
0: Well, I think it's a it's an easy through line because you know, entertainment as a whole is still grappling uh, with getting people to resubscribe to the idea of live events, the idea of being there when something happens. Um, and I will say I was gonna say the level they did before the pandemic, but those levels were already eroding. It's like the idea of being at a place for something you had to pick and choose not everything was the world series but even the world series isn't the world series it's not what it used to be sport however sports as a sector was amazingly hardy in terms of live that was the one place you could expect live to still be live and it had some sort of power economically you know but you have the idea that nobody feels like they got to be there when you have so much that's streaming and you got you got the black mirror in your in your back pocket you know calling to you and it's like you always have something to entertain you it's the simulacra of life so, and you know,
1: and the pandemic has, you know pushed people to stay home even that's more. That's true. So yeah. Not, even if they're not afraid of COVID anymore, just getting in the habit of not of get not getting
0: off your. Train. By the way, everybody, go get the booster. It's out there. Do yourselves a favor. Do us a favor. Get boosted. Do your thing. Uh, uh, I,
1: why are we even saying that? Like, of course,
0: or you're nuts. So well, you know, not every, yeah. even. I know sensible people who just are leaving it off because it's a thing to do. They're not prioritizing it. That's what I'm saying. But, like, here's the the common thought is that, you know, movies and concerts and sporting events need to uh, change themselves. They need to bloom. They need to become huge. Uh, As a term I wrote here in my notes called, you got to be there for it scaled, which is not really a phrase, but I'm inventing it. That's
1: not going to catch on, dude. Something
0: something that you, like, it's so big. It's either curiosity is going to create a niche for itself. So I mean unless this bombs and like you say so far it's not it's kind of been it's kind of been a hit it's been a, a bit of a sensation it was you know is one thing about looking at the official the Wired magazine talking about the construction of it but the fact is that the videos you know went on social media it got on the gram it got on TikTok it got on Twitter X you know people were actually talking about it because it is a fucking spectacle even even on the shitty screen of a TikTok video looping for for 8 seconds it still looks like something you haven't seen before you know um, you know, it, it will it make its money back? Will, will Dolan and Cablevision? Is, is this is just going to be a a bum of investment. I don't know. But the thing is, it's like I have a feeling you're going to see more glass steel and LED skin monsters popping up all over the world before this is all over. I, whether or not they're enormous successes, but I think this is sort of a new idiom in this kind of thing.
1: I disagree that the TikTok videos make it look good. Most of the amateur videos I looked at, and I'm like, big fucking deal. You know, I, I was just as spectacular going to like Laser Modern Rock at the Hayden Planetarium in 1990. Taking right? away the moments that make up a dull day. Oh my God. I went to Laser Modern Rock in 1990 and I was 14 years old. I'm like, this is it, man. Like high school is awesome. Like I'm a I'm a real teenager now. And then I had to fucking move and hit puberty in the same week, it sucked. Anyway, not about that. Um, Yeah, you're right. We we We, even if we're inclined to not get off our couch, We want something more. We want the real, the real experience. We want to be with people. We've become very jaded to media and advertising and messages and lights and technology. And we want something that really blows our mind. And it sounds like, you know, this does a reasonable job of breaking through that. Plus yes, Vegas is a fucking death pit hellhole, but we have a fascination with Vegas as this adult Disneyland, is this playground, and anything that measurably adds to that is something. I'm sure every week something opens in Vegas that claims it's a whole new experience. I didn't know 5. there was 49. a hockey
0: team. There's a fucking NHL team there. I did not know that. It's yes, wild, the Golden yeah. Knights. Golden Knights, yes. yeah.
1: And they stole, stole, like I care. The the Oakland Raiders are there now because, you know, that's real loyalty, you know? We, we love our team. Oh, you'll give us a little more money in another city? Bye, fuck you. Thanks for uh, dedicating your lives to us. Fucking, I, I hate pro sports games. Um, so yeah, Vegas is this place we have a fascination with. And as I was gonna say before I got sidetracked by my own grievance, um, I'm sure every week something opens at Vegas that says whole new experience gonna blow your mind. And yeah, but here's something that really is, sounds like it's delivering. We want these real experiences, these new things together. Uh, actually, one thing we haven't mentioned that I'm more interested in than you 2 is as soon as the U2 residency ends or maybe intertwined with it, they are showing a video, a film, by Darren Aronofsky called Postcard from Earth. That's pretty ballsy, adapting it from Carrie Fisher's autobiography, an yeah. a, a immersive film.
0: Yeah. Oh, wait. I'm sorry. That's postcards from the edge. I'm sure they have a lot. There's a lot of overlap there, though. It's impossible to describe right? It's like trying to explain what a peanut butter and jelly sandwich tastes like to somebody who's never tasted one. Noah, tell me, would you have liked this phenomenon, this giant golf ball? Would you have liked it as a kid? Well, of course, why not? But I'm
1: going to say, I think, again, I haven't gone. I think I have more potential appreciation for it now. Because as a kid, partly because I was privileged enough to, you know, my parents gave me a lot of experiences, took me a lot of places. I, you know, like many kids, I took my privilege for granted. So amazing experiences were like, yeah, that's life. Everyone gets amazing experiences all the time. Um, so I think I, you know, they took me to Disney World when I was a kid and I loved it. But it was, it only really delighted me in that special, almost educated way when I was, you know, 40, whatever, a few years ago. Uh, So I almost feel like I would appreciate it more now than I would then, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, sure. Uh, You know, and and I think I mentioned this a few times that I have never been the biggest appreciator of of live music, uh, especially as a kid. I didn't didn't even go to my first concert until about 21 or 22 years old. Um, It's just live music. What, What was your first concert? It was Beck and Ben Folds 5 out of Jones. Really? At the amphitheater at Jones Beach. Yeah. That sounds
1: great. I'd love oh, to be It, was, it was. No, That was good. I, I, I've never seen Beck live. I've seen Ben Folds
0: I was. listened to each. Of, I had each of their albums at that point. So at least it was something I was familiar with. It wasn't just dragging me to something I didn't care about. Um, yeah, so the thing is, I, I like you. I would be much more interested in it now because I engage with live music, and I was just sort of thinking, like, oh, well, could we go back in time and get Steve Perry to sing Journey songs there, sing separate? Oh, that'd be cool. Oh, gotta yeah. be great. I mean, or, be great. Or, or the Police? Can, can Goblin, the guys who did all those those Italian, um, Giallo, you know, like what? I, I actually I did see them live, and I'm saying it's like that's what it would have taken to, um, you know, to get me into to get me into this if, as a kid. If or
1: Journey so. reunited now with Steve Perry. I bet they could fill the sphere.
0: Constructing such a behemoth doesn't come cheap. In its entirety, the project is estimated to cost as much as $2.3 billion. This makes it the most expensive entertainment venue in Las Vegas's history.
1: Is the existence and success and need, perhaps, for sphere—we keep saying, I, you know, I, I keep breaking my own rules here—for sphere, not the sphere, sphere, is any of that a sign of the apocalypse?
0: Well, uh, it's not Sphere itself, but I want to I want to drop two names here, and I'm sure you you may have seen this coming, you may not have seen this coming, but I want to mention Sheldon Adelson and Jimmy Dolan. Okay. Yes. And you, thank you, you. You probably you probably know one or both of them. And The thing is, Adelson is best known as the inhuman gore eating ghoul. Ugh. Who was a racist, disgusting human being, Zionist disgusting billionaire, billionaire, responsible along the way for don't use Trump. Z-
1: don't use Zionist as a negative thing. You you put yourself in league with people. There are plenty of awful things to say about Adelson and about how he his feelings about Israel without using that term, please. Thank
0: you. Believe me, it's all right. He he okay. helped he helped Trump become a thing. Uh, yes, and he was the owner of the Sands Group. That's why I bring this up. He was the owner of the Sands Group until he died at the age of 128. After a life spent devouring bone marrow <laughs> to keep youth. Um, the, other, the other name, um, his group collaborated with dry drunk Jimmy Dolan, who's the owner of Madison Square Garden, Radio City Music Hall, Cablevision. Cablevision was the company that his father yeah. built, and he pretty much your favorite full- Your favorite business to deal with for customers. Dumb, this dumb cock's like a motherfucker, I swear to God. So... His, his Jimmy Dolan was handed this business by his dad and he's just become you know this this garbage person you know
1: and he thinks he's a rock star he pays like rock stars to play well, that, in his shitty it. little bar yeah, band so
0: like a lot of people maybe not you know the New Yorker contingent this, is somewhat aware maybe not aware he's human trash himself maybe on a different scale than Adelson he's the disinterested owner of the Knicks and the Rangers he's a petty autocrat who makes it mandatory for his employees to attend the gigs that his, his own blues band <laughs> JD in the Straight Shot performs them. Really, his employees have to attend. They have had to attend. There's gag orders, but people have—they've pro- blown the NDAs to, 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 to put that out in the world. You can't tell anyone how much they suck after going and, to. And you show. know what? You may have heard this. This actually came out. This is factual. People forget about this. He's—he's he's, he's currently blackballing people on his enemies list from attending events at the Garden. Uh, right. a, a council that are suing—they're actually council that have been engaged in suing the Garden and suing Cablevision um they Dolan and the Madison Square Garden uses um biometrics and facial recognition to highlight these people so they they actually are not out, not allowed into Knicks and Rangers games if you are just doing your job as opposing counsel you are that people have gotten shown the door they said you're barred from using the guard you can't go there why are these guys such
1: fucking snowflakes because what fucking babies these so people so look have?
0: even though Sheldon Adelson is finally and correctly and rightly dead uh, his his and, and, and Jimmy Dolan's involvement in this project, and apparently they say this was Jimmy Dolan's idea. This might have been something. I don't know if that credit is accurate. yes. He's yeah. he's sort
1: of the face of it in many ways. Anyway,
0: it's a black mark on it. But no, I, you tell me, where's the apocalypse and all this? I mean,
1: sure, because we're like I said, we're doing shit like this instead of, you know, feeding hungry people or doing something about the climate crisis or, or making sure people don't have to pay all their money to, to have a roof over their head. I mean, we have real problems in this country. I, this is my thing now. We could have an amazing standard of living for 99 percent of the country, and we just if refuse. We, if we wanted instead, to, yeah. instead we're, filled, we're building fucking giant golf balls with eyes on the outside, so <laughs> that you know, 72 year old Irish sclerotic rock stars can play "Mysterious Ways" for the eight billionth time. Look up, you know, come on, let's get everybody. some. It's a great. Let's word. get some perspective here. But on the other hand look you know I'm not I'm not out there you know feeding the lepers in India you know we we're all partying at the end of the world I this is relevant I was telling Bill before last night I went to uh I went to a stand-up comedy show and I saw Eddie Pepitone, who's an amazing comic we're both familiar with the comics comic and Eddie is very dark his his podcast is called Apocalypse soon and Eddie has this great way of talking about really dark stuff but making a joke out of it Right? You know, he did he did this thing where he talked about, it's a horse race, which is going to win? Is it fascism or eco-catastrophe? Fascism takes the lead, but then eco-catastrophe. You know, like, that just gives you an idea of what he's about. But again, it's, you got to laugh at the end of the world. You got to party at the end of the world. You got to go see live music because art is in the human soul. And look, I like you too, you know, why not? And even if I didn't like you too, other people like it. So I, I respect that, right? Like, it's just... Part of me is like, yes, this is terrible. What about our priorities? But on the other hand, why not? We are human beings. We need to have fun. We need to enjoy ourselves. We need to create art. You know, as much as this was a huge billion dollar Jimmy Dolan piece of shit, scumbag project, the people created were true craftsmen. A lot of artists, a lot of mathematicians, a lot of- From around the world. Intelligent, creative people were doing their craft to create this. And that's that's part of the value of the human race. So. Sure. Yes. I. You know what? See, we could do both. That's the thing. We could do both. We could build the fucking sphere and give homeless people roofs over their heads.
0: Hi, my name is Aura. Forget
1: chat bots. Come chat with some real bots, and experience the future of technology. I can't wait to meet you. See you at Sphere.
0: Tell me about jealousy. Uh, does the gigantic <laughs> golf ball with the sclerotic eye on the side of? Um, <laughs> Rod Stewart's eye, projected inside the LA, the Las Vegas Desert, does this fill you with any sense of envy?
1: I'm not especially jealous of this. You know, I'm not in the line of work of creating venues and putting on con. I mean, I do try to. I do live events. So there's a part of me that's like, yes, I wish I had. I wish my product were big enough to forget filling this filling sphere you know, filling a venue that had this, that was tricked out like this, right? I wish all my events were in big, you know, I've done events in big, beautiful venues, on big hotel stages, and then I've done events in, you know, shitty, you know, storage rooms, basically. Four season landscaping. And, yeah, well, the t- worse places than that. And, um, you know, the little shitty places sometimes make me feel like a loser, and the big places make me feel like a star. So there's a part of me that wishes my product were something that could <laughs> be in the, sp- I had the popularity. Why not? I think I could do a great show. I think I could design creatively in my head a great show there. I wish I had the opportunity for that, but I'm 8 billion miles away from being big enough to even have that conversation. And also, I think I would like to see you too. But again, free ticket. Otherwise, I'm not sure. But I don't know. I'm going to see, you know, if I go back to Vegas for a gig, I'm going to see if I could see, see postcards from the black swan wrestler
0: edge it's intriguing ain't it yeah i, I got i got a big fomo yeah. too because i got spectacle fomo uh you know since the last time spectacle I went to disney, fomo that's a good one yeah. last time i've been to disney was a couple of years back and they, they popped up a bunch of rides you got a guardians of the galaxy roller coaster in orlando you got a tron roller coaster uh um, Tr- really tron yeah yeah tron reagan jr okay. my, my trivia team name in the from the old days <laughs> um yeah you know it, it, the thing is disney makes it hard to do these things because it's extremely difficult the demand in the florida park and the and the california park is insane Universal's about to open a whole nintendo land and universe i mean there's some crazy as shit coming in orlando i love this stuff i mean i'm i'm a sucker for it you know as, as much as g-forces throw me at them roller coasters texture mapping projection sense all this stuff is fantastic so this thing is just like another you know, it's another thing placed in the stack of things I want to zone out inside of. Um, you know, I just I just don't want to I just don't want to fucking like listen to Coldplay in there. It's, it's, please give me something that's not Muse or Coldplay or probably the first seventy bands they're going to book at this place aren't going to be. Oh, bands would I'm you go
1: honestly. see U two if you were in Vegas no, and a I, ticket were a I have no no love you know.
0: of U two whatsoever. U two yeah. is just an object in space. I don't need it. You know. Would you go see the Postcard movie? Yeah, as you describe it, that's more interesting than what. Yeah, I, as that I've sounds seen. really yeah. cool to me. Yeah. yeah. So what right, about the okay. uh, what about the scale, No, What about the felonian scale of the worst the talk show scale. host in the history of all time on X Y Z axis of topics? Where does this fall?
1: They're actually worst. Oh, I saw an old clip recently of Larry King. What the fuck? How is that guy famous? He was the worst
0: interviewer I've ever seen. He in my life. lasted like Barbara Walters. He lasted and gained credibility. He was
1: so bad. He, he was couldn't terrible. get a question. He was trying to ask someone, like, how did it feel when your friend died? And he like he couldn't say it. He was just stumbling over his words. Oh my God, what an amateur. I hated that guy. Uh, all right, so here you go. Here's your formula, right? XYZ axis, former topics. Where does
0: the sphere fall? Hit me, hit me, hit me. Hit I me.
1: went for kind of spectacle slash technical kind of things. So you got e-bikes divided by Dali times muckbangs. Okay. Oh, those are bad. Minus Chugi, yes. I have reasons for putting Chugi in there, but I don't need to go into them, plus 11.187. So once again, final formula, eBikes divided by Dali times mukbangs minus Chugi plus 11.187. That I, I did the math that gets you on the positive scale, but not too high positive on the y-axis. And that's where you will find sphere. Which, by the way, was um, Thelonious Monk. You heard of Thelonious Monk, the uh, yeah, I, I, heard, I heard of
0: him, yes, heard of him, sure.
1: His middle name was Sphere. Uh-huh. Isn't that cool? Yeah, it's pretty cool. And the famous story is when Bill Clinton was running for president, he went on MTV, and they were like, okay, what kind of music do you like, you know, Governor Clinton, when he was first running for president? And he's like, well, I liked a lot of jazz when I was a kid. I really liked Thelonious Monk. And someone overheard like one of the MTV people saying, who's the loneliest monk?
0: Excellent work, everybody. Take the rest of the day off, kids. Uh, I think this is pretty big-time cool. Um, I mean, you know, again, there's just a lot of weirdness about it. it, it maybe it just plugs into a bigger Vegas thing. And I can't, I'm not trying to sell anybody on Vegas, but, you know, it, it's got a you know, it, hold on me to some degree. I don't gamble. I don't do any of those things. So I'm, ensu- I'm, I'm enthused. I'm soothed. That's a different word. You're I'm enthused, enthused <laughs> in spite of the involvement of men who deserve to die in a vat of boiling fecal matter.
1: Uh, oh, oh my God! You
0: know? So the thing that is, it's
1: really graphic.
0: Too. As as a devoted love of massive entertainment scenarios and the feeling of having my hair blown back, I'm actually going to comp this very favorably. Uh, and it's 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 a one for one thing. I'm going to say I put this up with. Remember we did Vaporwave, wave, chill wave, that topic about. Yes, you liked Vaporwave. loved it, yeah. still loved it, and it was like it was like. Yeah, that I'll was take a this thing. over Vaporwave. Yeah, you know, it's it was really. Would you
1: go to a vapor wave concert in the sphere? Oh, I would go to a Vaporwave concert
0: just in a field somewhere, you know.
1: Wouldn't it be? See, I would go in a sphere, but I would I would take a very powerful edible first. And I would recommend that you have a very bracing couple shots of whiskey first.
0: I bet you edibles would probably be great. That's probably an, opt- an optimal way to do this now that you mentioned it. Let's that, do that,
1: man. If Vaporwave comes to a sphere, us you and me.
0: Okay.
1: Let's go. Let's fucking do you it. You know, cost is no object. Yeah. We'll go right before. You'll have a flask. You'll just throw it back. Right, All the whiskey, my best whiskey available in in Vegas. I will take two massive fucking animals. (laughs) It'll be great. We'll buy a big thing of Dr. Pepper at the concession stand. By the way, I saw a video where the guy was raving about the pepperoni pizza at the concession stand at Sphere. So you know, there's that. I
0: too. I doubt that it, Vegas Pizza. I'm not. I'm not on board for that. We'll Vegas, pizza. Vegas Pizza. All right, everybody. What a concept? If you'd like to find past episodes of this show, look on Apple Podcasts. Look on SoundCloud. Look on Google Play. Do not look on Stitcher. We don't mention Stitchers, the cousin we don't talk about anymore. Uh, tweet to us at no and Bill show write to us no and bill don't get it at gmail.com give us a review on the aggregators that's how you generate heat in this modern world we live in on all the socials of all sorts I am either one of Bill Sc- William Scurry or Bill Scurry at at Bill or at William Scurry uh, I'm on Twitter no 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 I already said the Twitter part I'm on YouTube youtube.com am Caesar and I'll plug a video I made with our friends over at atomic Abe Kevin great Martin. video. Coach Kevin Mar Nick Nadell, we did a thing on a Steve Martin comedy Twilight Zone, for lack of a better term. That's George assumption.
1: Burns. Yeah. Like, you guys need to sell it with George Burns, babe. I, yeah, we He's need to babe. sell
0: the George Burns part of it. Yeah, exactly.
1: George Burns, come on. He was God. He
0: was God. All right, no I wrong. loved
1: that video. Great video. Atomic Thank Abe. A lot of good stuff there. Uh, you know, headed by our friend Kevin Marr, but Bill, you, you've had a strong hand in many of those videos. Tons so, of great podcasts.
0: Yes. So, where can people find yeah. you, my friend?
1: Uh, check out uh, bigquizthing.com. I all, I'm all about the big quiz thing, and we do use the, even though it's not in our URL. Uh, America's finest source of corporate and private live trivia events, in person, virtually. Um, we're booking out for the holidays. Holidays are getting heavy, which is fun. Uh, we got a, a lot of fun gigs coming up, but we'd love to make room for yours. Customized, professional, trivia spectaculars. bigquizthing.com. Sign up for our weekly uh, trivia email. Some fun stuff on the horizon, but uh, not even not e- not even uh, not ready to announce. Uh, we'll announce it when it's ready. But yeah, uh, stuff's happening. We do. We continue our series. Um, we're doing a series of public science trivia spectaculars at Hudson River Yards in New York. Beautiful new science center there, right uh, by Hudson River Park. Uh, the that continues November second and December seventh, first Thursdays, I believe, both months. No, yeah, first Thursdays, both months. Uh, so bigquisting.com. Check out details about that. Get tickets. Um, yeah, and beyond that, we're available for your event, night, day, worldwide, uh, anywhere, everywhere, anyhow. Uh, bigquisting.com. And I personally am on Instagram at TheNoahTarno. There's that V again? But uh, I need to get back to posting, Bill. No, I like posting on Instagram. I just never think to do it.
0: All right. So until the next episode where we're discussing Peoria and the gigantic new state-of-the-art rhombus-shaped music entertainment facility. We, we
1: don't, don't get have. it. A production of American Caesar Enterprises 2023.